It started way back in third grade I used to sit beside him in New Haze A pink dress, a matching bow and her ponytail She kissed me on the school bus but told me not to tell Next day I chased around the playground so uh, this is going to be a George Strait morning, Nick, at your request. I'm fine with that. <laughs> He's the man. You're kind of a young guy to, to like an old guy like that. Well, I'm... How'd you get into country? My How'd dad. You, my dad. Your dad? Yeah. Now, now, I think you told us a story about a George Strait song uh, in the office a few weeks back. We were doing sort of a, a music competition, <laughs> and uh, I think you lost that one, but, uh, but you did tell us a, a, a heart wrenching tugging story about a george Strait song which song was it now that you got it was me. the one you listened to with your dad in the yeah, truck well i mean we listened to every now listen, you don't even know what the, we listened to every i thought george i believed song. you yeah. i thought it was a i thought it was a real <laughs> now you don't even remember the song oh it's the oh the heartland there it is heartland. yeah pure the yeah pure country movie uh song main song the movie sucked by the way but <laughs> but yeah, my dad, we listened to it uh, on the way to preschool and elementary school every day, and that was just my favorite song. So. Yeah, yeah. It's two minutes. The favorite song you had a hard time remembering. Heartland. Yeah, okay. It's more. It's early. You gave me beer. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> he did. He was. A, are you still drinking yours, Dan? Yeah. What's the deal, Nick? You're the first one to finish. It's a, it's a sipping. Yeah, it is a sipping. I think that's the youth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still in college. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> welcome back, everybody. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. I'm Mark Tapp, and uh, Nick is uh, filling in for Keith Weltons this morning. Uh, we've got Dan with the Chamber of Commerce in Radford, and Dan's brought a guest uh, as well as the beer uh, for our show. And just for everybody that's interested, our guest is not participating in the in the beer. I think he just uh, maybe had uh, um, maybe more discretion than we did. Uh, Dan, you think? That, and he might be he's wiser clock, than us. Yeah. I'm not sure. He he could be. He's on the clock. He was being <laughs> responsible. So I'm kind of uh, regretting it. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. A, it's a pretty good beer. Someday, maybe you can come back and and uh, you'll have to be invited by Dan though, uh, and and try another one of our vintage beers. Um, so, uh, Dan, I want you to introduce our guest and then. Um, and then I'm gonna we'll, we'll kind of go back to our last segment. We were talking about Pete Dye and one of the holes that he designed with his wife, and we've got a story about that. So, Dan, uh, uh, who did you bring? So I have the pleasure of introducing to our audience this morning um, Michael Abraham, mm-hmm. who is the new general manager at the Pete Dye River Course. So, Michael, welcome. Well, thank you. Um, Good to be here. Um, of course, the River Course is a member of the Chamber and has been for a long time. Um, it's, rad- and it's where you hold probably yeah. your biggest fundraiser, is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. So we do our annual golf tournament every May, and um, it's a we usually have 20, 25 teams, 24 mm-hmm. out in the course. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of fun. Um, so all the guys at the River Course over the years have always done a great job, and I, I expect Michael to be no different. So... Um, Welcome. Um, great to have you here. Well, thanks. Great yeah, to be Michael, here. Thanks, thanks for contributing in the last segment. And uh, <laughs> although I don't know that you really did contribute anything in the last segment, <laughs> uh, but I appreciate you being here. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to asking you some questions here for this next segment. But 
you had a story that related back to what we were talking about was was the par three that is uh, the what do they call it the most dangerous or the most terrifying hole in golf and you what did you do so I um, so several years ago I did an internship down at Tipsy Sawgrass uh-huh. and uh, you know it was, it was a great summer and it was about two weeks after the players championship had ended back when the tournament was in May okay and so I went out with a couple guys and I wasn't going to play I opened the shop that morning I was tired they're like how many times mm. do you have to play the stadium course I said okay that's a good point. <laughs> So I go out and play the front nine. We always tipped it out, you know, where the pros played and uh, <laughs> played pretty well in the front. And I'm like, they're like, well, you can't stop now, you know. So I succumbed to the peer pressure. So we go to the back nine. <laughs> so we get to number uh, 16, the par five. Uh-huh. And it's just, I mean, the, the natural draw of your eye as you're walking down 16 is to look over at the island and you see the tree <laughs> in the middle of the pond and you're thinking about that. So I, comp- I proceeded to blade my wedge over the green. Now, what's that mean, blade your so wedge? So I hit it thin and hit it a lot lower and longer than I should okay, have. Okay, okay. And uh, thankfully, there's some water that wraps around that green, and it didn't go in. I chipped it in for birdie. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, so that's, 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 that's pretty, pretty good. cool, right? So then we get over to uh, 17, the par three, and uh, my, my buddy had just stuck it to like 10 feet, and we're all like hooting and hollering, like what a great shot, and uh-huh, the pin was front uh-huh. left. So I got up there, and and, I, and the wind was a little right to left, and so I had a pitching wedge, and so I aimed at the bunker, and as soon as I hit it, I just was like, man, I hit that good. Uh-huh. And we're watching, and it's curling over, and hit like halfway up the bank, and it starts rolling back down the slope. And uh, the guys are like, it's getting closer, Mike, it's getting closer. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, I couldn't really see it too well. And then all of a sudden, you just heard like the little clink, and we're all like, no way. And all of a sudden, there's like a maintenance guy like beyond the green that started hollering. It went in, it went in. <laughs> and so like we all run into the carts. We, you know, we run up there and you know, peer over the edge of the, of the hole. And there was a Titleist one like sitting in the bottom of the cup. Unbelievable. And so like I ran a lap around the green. And they're like, jump in the water, jump in the water. I'm like, no, there's alligators in there. And uh, so then we, we get over to – and we settle down. Once we got over to 18 and there's water all the way down the left side on 18, I tee it up. And they're like – is that I know the same where ball? This is going, yeah. And I said, "Oh yeah, it is the same ball. This you might want to switch it out because you missed left." <laughs> I said, "Good point." So I put another ball on the tee, hit the fairway, hit the green two putt par. So I finished that stretch nice. at three under par. Yeah. Best round all summer, seventy nine. Nice. So broke eighty. You know, that was the only yeah. time I did it there, and uh, you know, happy as could be. And so that I, I mean, we can we can probably talk golf all day. And I know Nick. Uh, did you wear your ring, Nick? I didn't. I, for, I forgot oh, it. Oh, he yeah. was going to wear his championship well, I, ring. I, I actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't know where it is. Oh, really? Yeah, my state ring. You need to, you need to fix that problem. I, I, I think I know where it is. Yeah, in my closet. So <laughs> that's typical. You just, you just look like, you just look like <laughs> a loser on campus uh, at Tech if you're wearing you're a, a state high championship <laughs> high school ring. Like, yeah, it was really cool, but uh, yeah, well, you just look weird if you're <laughs> wearing that on campus. So, so. Uh, as a golf pro, you're, you're teaching people how to play golf and, and probably the easiest advice to give somebody. And, and this pretty much applies to all sports. I know, you know, when we go, I, I used to ski a lot in Colorado and we would hit a, um, an area that was especially difficult. But you just have to remember the skill set that you use on the easy stuff is the same as the stuff that you use on the tough stuff. And as long as you do the skills, you know, you, you execute you're fine. And of course, Pete Dye has created uh, a number of challenges at the golf course. But if you, uh, I mean, on a par three as an example, most people can drive the length of a par three. And 
And so you put water on the side of it and you put, you know, sand in front of the green and behind the green. And then you tilt things and you put some undulations here and there and it just gets into your head. Mm -hmm. But all you got to do is get to the green. So, and you did it. That's right. right? That's right. (laughs) You just did it. I mean, that was what you're supposed to do. Of course, you could drive to the green and you got it on the green and that's all you needed to do. So um, how do you teach that how do you teach you know get out of your head yeah well i think uh you know with golf the the mental side is one of the hardest things to teach right Mm -hmm. because you see all these visual things that just mess you up and are geared to mess you Mm -hmm. up you know the the pot bunkers the water behind the green the you know just everything uh Mm -hmm. there's a couple poles over at the river course where you're looking at the yards you're like there's no way that it's 150 yards looks so much shorter, but just the, you know, the visualization and, you know, the green may be raised. So all you see Mm -hmm. behind it is just the blue sky. And you're just like, man, like there's, (laughs) you know, it just messes with you. Uh, You know, so for me, I've always been a big proponent of, uh, you know, everyone has like a pre-shot routine or they need to. Yeah. Um, And, you know, how many times you've hit range balls and you you hit into this open field, but you hit your shot and you don't think about anything. Right. But when you get on the golf course, you've got that one shot that narrow fairway or that one green, and you put all this pressure on yourself. I need to hit this green. I want to do this if you're playing with a friend or against them. (laughs) You know, I need to get into his pocket a little bit, or I need to do this to win for the, you know, you put all these extra pressures on yourself. But if you have a routine and you focus on it and you do the same pre-shot routine and even think back to like, man, like I've hit a thousand balls on the driving range at the river course. I mean, I'm comfortable aiming at that orange flag at the Mm -hmm, 150 mm -hmm. post. You know, put yourself into a familiar position and try to erase all that extra stuff. Focus on the pin. Uh, when Jordan Spieth got hot, you know, years ago when he won the, you know, like two majors in a row, uh, you know, you would hear his caddy say, you know, pick a small target. Yeah. Right. And he would say that meaning like, don't just pick the the flag, uh-huh. pick the flag stick. Or yep. don't pick the that TV tower in the distance, pick the left side of that TV tower, you know? And so if you can focus on something small, go through your routine and just yeah, do it's what in, you need to do. It's interesting you say that. I just aim for um, the fairway. It's <laughs> 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 like, it's the second largest thing on the course. Is I, That's what, you know, it's something <laughs> short and green is what I'm after. <laughs> and that, of course becomes the frustration for somebody that's uh, fairly uh, either new to golf or just not good at golf. When you get on a Pete Dye course, it's designed to just wreak havoc for somebody like that. I mean, it's designed for a pro, right? Ultimately, yeah. It it, it is a really good test of, you know, of golf. Uh, Of a very good player. And then then for somebody that's not so good, it's just kind of like, oh, my God. Yeah, there's sometimes I sit there and I'm, you know, I'm like – how would somebody that shoots 100, like, find enjoyment out of this just yeah. getting, you know, beat up? But it is, uh, you know, our superintendent, uh, Greg, does a great job, him and his staff. It, it's in immaculate conditions. Mm-hmm. The greens roll great. And, and you know, it's it's the ultimate experience, you know, of it. Yeah, and it maybe it forces you to be humble mm-hmm. so that <laughs> rather than, you know, so that you you play within yourself, right? So So rather than going for – I don't know, going for that great shot, you just say, I got to get on the, the fairway. Right. Right. Well, and like you mentioned earlier about the, uh, you know, how it gets in your head. So mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, the only reason I'm fairly good is because I'm pretty good inside 100 yards, you know, my mm-hmm. wedges and my mm-hmm. putting. So my um, one time I played over there recently, I don't know, I probably had like five wedges 
inside that distance and missed the green on all of them. And by the 16th hole, I'm like, you know, what is going on? Right? <laughs> I start thinking to myself, I'm questioning myself, not that I'm, a, you know, uh-huh, not thinking uh-huh. positive, right? Not that I'm a good wedge player or I need to do this, but the greens were firm and fast and you had to land it maybe like 10 yards short to have that bounce and, you know, whatever. But even if on the Pete Dye course, if you're just a couple yards left or right of your target, you're yeah. in this swale or, you yeah. know, have to chip up, have this, you know, awkward shot. So I remember like the 16th hole, this par five, <laughs> I, I laid up. And, you know, I was in the go zone, this little 70-yard shot, and I thought about it so much, and I just, like, laid the sod right over it. I mean, I hit the ball probably, like, 40 of the 70 yards and the, took this massive divot. And, my, you know, the guys, the members I was playing with just looked at me and they said, what was that? I said, I don't know. I said, I'm in my own head right now. Like, I'm, I'm ready for the 19th hole and forget about this one. Uh, well, so uh, let's take a quick break and then come back in. I, uh, I think uh, maybe we can talk. Nick, I want to bring you in, and maybe you can ask some questions. I think, did you prepare some stuff? I did. I've, I've got prepared. some good trivia right here. Did you? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and just general questions for him. Well, why, how, how long will that trivia take? Trivia, not long. Okay, let's do the trivia now, and then we'll come back. Okay. So so what do you got? All right. Do you want, so, do yeah. you want any music to lead you in? No, nah, I'm All right. I'm, Nothing I'm fancy? Just, I'll, I'll keep it straight. Okay. All right. So the <laughs> Opens this weekend. Yeah. First off, I want to know who you have. Uh, Rory's got the hot hand, so I mean, I, I'm going to go with Rory. Well, who won back? So, when was the last time that the Royal Liverpool Golf Course, where the Open's being played this year, when was the last time that hosted the U.S. or not the U.S. Open, the Open? Uh, I'm going to say eight years ago. So that would be 20, 2015. Ooh, it was 2014. Oh, that's close. But, that's close. That's really Can I get a year But Rory, COVID Rory was won in there. that. You forgot about COVID. That was Rory's second to last uh, major. Okay. He won, uh, I think, the PJ Championship two weeks later or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the last, the second to last major he won. Ah, so I'm in the See, you think Rory's going to, gonna, you think yeah. he's going to repeat I history? Think so. I think he's got a little fire under what happened with the PGA and Live Tour. You know, him kind of being thrown up on that hill and dying on it. So I think he's, uh, I think he's got some vengeance coming. I thought he won just a week too early. Yeah, I thought he won the Scottish Open too early. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll give it to you. Whatever. <laughs> Big Ricky fan over here, just praying that he gets his first major someday. <laughs> uh, how many more titles, major titles, does Jack Nicholas have over Tiger? Three. Hey guys, that's that's a that's a lob. That's a, I, I, that, that that's a piece of cake. Yeah, I should have started with that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a piece of cake. All right. Now, the, speaking of majors, who completed Rory? By the way, only needs one more major to complete the career Grand Slam. But who completed the first ever career Grand Slam? Oh, I'm going to say Hogan. He completed in the 50s, but he was the second. Oh, mm. was that Hulk Hogan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Um, oh, oh, Sneed, thirties, thirties, no idea. Sneed never won the the. He never had the career grand slam. I'm I'm having a lot of uh, golfers probably phoning in right now. Saying, <laughs> this, get this guy off the air. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia is hard because yeah. the only person that knows the answer is the one asking the question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought I thought it was Hogan too. Gene Sarazen. Oh yeah, thirty five was when okay. he completed it. So that's a while ago. Pre, Pre-World War II. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect you to know that, by the way. <laughs> Good job, Nick. Oh, Coming in with some prepared stuff. I, we never do that on this show. I try. Just, it's just homework. It's, yeah, yeah. I always do. pretty good. All right. <laughs> Everybody stick with us. You're listening to AM HodgePodge.
25 Most of the time I still remember 